Hello and welcome to the Saving It podcast where I am attempting to educate and talk and provoke your ideas on how to save money, how to save the world, but also people and companies that are doing it successfully every day, like Tesla, for instance. I got started with this whole mission whenever I was watching one of Elon Musk's big, big Tesla Model 3 reveals. He displayed all three colors on top of the stage. And I remember thinking, wow, this is truly somebody that's really working his whole life to do good for the world and work on projects that everybody says is impossible or that, yeah, that'd be great, but no one is going to be able to go and do it. Well, yes. And I think that that inspired me to not only buy a Tesla, but also to follow his mission and live it out in everyday life. So today I'm going to introduce you to my life, introduce you to how I save money and the planet, but also introduce you to a new way of thinking that can really make us all financially independent, but also live in a more prosperous and happier world. Let's talk about the origination, the why, because I believe Simon Sinek said it right when he said that it's not what we do, it's why we do it. Why we do everything is purposeful and it has profound effect on the people around us. Why we do things can often tie into a role model, can often tie into our background, our experiences, a YouTube video that we saw, or maybe it's just something that our parents said. For me, it's several different things. When I think about what I'm doing or what my goals are, I always circle back around to the one thing I know most, which is passions can't be picked, passions pick you. In fact, Jeff Bezos said it exactly like this. Whenever being asked about Blue Origin, his rocket company, asked why should he do rockets when Amazon is really the core business and core of his life, his wealth, why go into rockets in space? Simply put, he said, you don't pick your passions, your passions pick you. And I believe that. Another good quote, dad, if you're out there listening, when you told me to always have one thing, one thing that's consistent, and one thing that never leaves, he was referring to the St. Louis Cardinals and to this day, go cards. I live by that. And I live by that every day. But see, that right there, those are the reasons why I do what I do and why I have the goals and ambitions that I do. Take, for instance, politicians, which has very negative connotations. I'm sure why they do what they do early on is great. I'm sure it has a profound effect. They probably read something about Abraham Lincoln or Jack Kennedy or Robert Kennedy or some other Kennedy that, you know, has also served because Kennedy's always serve, right? But politicians early on always have this wide-eyed, they're really excited, going to affect change, almost like an AOC here in 2018, 19, 20. But there's always something. There's always one thing. There's always something along their longevity of career that leads them to where they're at. You get older politicians like Graham, Mitch, 
Pelosi, Schumer. I'm sure I'd named a couple people within those four that you don't like. But at the end of the day, those people, all four of them, have been in politics for way too long and maybe have lost their why. Maybe. It's an opinion. So, Elon Musk, Tesla, has he lost his why so far? No, because everything he's done has been for the singular purpose of every single one of his companies. Tesla, accelerating the world's sustainability. Well, I think he's doing that by creating a mass market car, the Model 3, now the Model Y, creating a super cyber truck, getting the semi out there, the roadster for all the sports fanatics that really just love cars. He's got a car for the everyday person. He's got a car for all the souped up car enthusiasts. He also has a car for the semi truck drivers. One of the biggest pollutants on the road. He's also working on grand projects like getting us to Mars so that we're an interplanetary species because he believes that it is necessary to sustain life in the future and always have this plan B, but also to keep people dreaming more than anything. He wants to go to the moon himself. He wants to go to Mars himself. That's a dream. That's a nine-year-old sitting on his porch, looking up to the stars with his parents, dreaming about going to the moon one day. He's a nine-year-old in a 40-man, 40-year-old body. That's what we need in the world. And clearly, he hasn't lost his why. He also has some landish ideas out there, like downloading your brain onto a neural link uh, for advancements of AI. He also has this big, grand ambition for boring tunnels in LA and Las Vegas and Chicago and New York so that traffic can be alleviated. But not only that, so that we can bury a lot of our CO2 emissions. Um, there's a lot of benefits there, but once again, it's all about the one thing, which is doing things that no one dares to do the impossible that everybody stays away from. He goes towards, that's what a leader is. That's what those early politicians are. Whenever they got into politics, I truly believe they had a good ambition and good why they went to the light. They ran to the fire. They were essentially going after what they believed was right. And that's their why. Simon Sinek might have been right. It's not what you do. It's why you do it. And that's why I'm here. I'm here doing practices like not running the faucet frequently saving water, drinking lots of water, also not having the thermostat down at 65, like some people, or blasting the heat up to 75 during the winter. I open my windows quite a bit. I turn off the air during the day. I drive an electric vehicle, but also save on electricity through that by only going at night and unplugging in the mornings. I only charge when I need to. 
I try and charge with sustainable sources. It's hard here in Missouri because it is very coal-based. At the same time, though, I do recognize that I am an imperfect person. There's plenty of things that I don't do. For instance, I don't get bags of chips. Those big old bags of chips are plastic and they're bad for the environment, right? But I do recycle quite a bit. Did you know that you can recycle the bag that's included in your Cheez-Its and cereal? Yep, Walmart will take it. You know, you can recycle the box that it comes in. Yep, recycle it. You can also recycle cans. I don't get bottle, plastic bottled sodas, if I ever get a soda, which my wife tells should tell you that I shouldn't get it, and she nags about it all the time, but she's right. I shouldn't have it so much. But I always get aluminum and recycle it. I actually feel like a piece of crap getting a plastic bottle for a Mountain Dew and oftentimes decide not to get it because of that purpose. I also restrict how much we drive. This is a big one. We don't frequently go for drives. You know those drives where you just get in the car, you pick up maybe a drink at a gas station and you just drive around neighborhoods dreaming about houses. Every once in a while, we were doing that, going and checking out a house that's new on the market that my wife thinks is great, split level. It's got room for the imaginary kids that we don't have yet, and it's got a place for the EV charger and for her RAV4. Oh, perfect. And it's even got a bedroom, which we can convert to a office for all my YouTube and podcasting. That's great. But we don't do it frequently. We don't go out regularly. It's literally a commute. And then we're home. We eat in. So we don't have to drive wherever we go. We walk to the grocery store when we can or for the small things that we need. You know, if you ever need toilet paper, especially in these times, you need wipes, Clorox wipes, or need just a small item for the dinner that you thought you had everything for but it turns out you ran out of flour or you're out of sugar or you need some butter well we walk to Walgreens or Shapiro's we walk to Walgreens we walk to Schnucks and we get what we need I run a lot I try not to encourage those out there to eat a lot of fast food I try and take my own lunch I know I'm not very successful at it, but oftentimes I'll choose to have a bigger breakfast than have a lunch, which then would pollute more so than not. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And by the way, a lot of what I just said saves you money. It's incredibly powerful to realize that a lot of the things that damage our planet are truly costing you. They're not costing you in your life. They're not costing you your grandkids' lives or the air that we breathe, but they're costing you financially. Think about boating. Boating is a great activity for everybody to do every once in a while, right? A lot of people on harbors, a lot of cruise ships, a lot of fishermen, all this stuff. It's great. I believe we need some fishermen. But the luxury yachts, the sailing with the motors... Um, then going out and skiing and doing the parasailing might be fun, but how much oil are you using 
to power those motors. How expensive was the boat? How expensive was the rental? And how much benefit did you get out of doing that compared to just sitting on the beach enjoying the water, the clean water, without all the chemicals and all the jets, all the pollution, all the wire, all of it. It was a worth it. Was it truly free? Well, those are the questions we have to ask. This isn't to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel like uh, like you're doing something wrong. Because the truth is, these aren't that harmful to the planet. They're harmful in mass numbers. They're harmful when millions and millions of people do these activities on a daily basis, if not on an hourly basis. That's when it becomes harmful. It's not harmful that we have them or that we do them. It's just harmful when at the mass scale that we've reached. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. It's not to make anybody feel bad. It's not to force anybody to either eat like a vegan because, you know, meat industry is bad. But maybe reconsider how much you have. Maybe reconsider going EV and electric. Maybe reconsider, you know, how much you save on your 401k compared to on gas driving around and on soda. These are just thoughts these are just my experiences and they're just ways that they all relate to one another because I think we think one thing but forget the other. We all want to save money, right? And we all want to save the planet. What if we could do them all at the same time? What if, just hear me out, what if we can do them all at the same time and do them together? be a lot of money saved be a lot of financially free citizens most importantly it'd be one healthy ass planet thanks for listening if you like this podcast then please consider subscribing or following i'm not quite sure how this works uh this is my first podcast i'm broadcasting on anchor actually just trying to see what this is like so if you listen to the whole thing then uh be sure to Give me a like. I don't know. Check out my YouTube channel, Shane Blackley. I've got a decent YouTube channel that I'm trying to post semi-regularly and get some content out there. If you like this, comment, whatever. I don't know. This is a weird ending for me, I realize. But thank you for listening. I will probably see you next time.